Alright folks, I'm gonna do some reading today. This is gonna be called Slavery in Medieval Europe. Okay. Alright. Slavery or the process of restricting people's freedoms was widespread within medieval Europe. Europe and the Mediterranean world were part of a highly interconnected network of slave trading. Throughout Europe, wartime captives were commonly forced into slavery. Likewise, as European kingdoms transitioned to feudal societies, serfdom, serfdom began to replace slavery as the main economic and agricultural engine. Throughout, the, throughout medieval Europe, the perspectives and societal roles of enslaved peoples differed greatly from some being restricted to agricultural labor to others being positioned as trusted political advisors. Early Middle Ages Slavery in the early Middle Ages was initially a continuation of earlier Roman practices from late antiquity and grew more widespread in the wake of the social chaos caused by the, barbar by the barbarian invasions of the Western Roman Empire. Everyone's enemy is a barbarian. <laughs> the Chinese call the... <laughs> anyway. Okay. With the continuation of Roman legal practices of slavery, new laws and practices concerning slavery spread throughout Europe. For example, the Welsh laws of Highwell the Good included provisions dealing with slaves. In the Germanic realms, laws instituted the enslavement of criminals, such as the Visigothic codes prescribing enslavement for criminals who could not pay financial penalties for their crimes as an actual punishment for various other crimes. Such criminals would become slaves to their victims, often with, with their property. As these peoples Christianized, the church worked more actively to reduce the practice of holding core legionists in bondage. St. Patrick who himself was captured and enslaved at one time, protested an attack that enslaved newly baptized Christians in his letter to the soldiers of Coroticus. The restoration of order and the growing power of the church slowly transmuted the late Roman slave system of Diocletian into serfdom. Another major factor was the rise of Bath. Bathild, Queen of the Franks, who had been enslaved before marrying Clovis II. When she became regent, her government outlawed slave trading of Christians throughout the Merovingian Empire. About 10% of England's population entered into the Domesday Book were slaves. Despite chattel slavery of English Christians being nominally discontinued after the 1066 conquest, it is difficult to be certain about slave numbers. However, since the old Roman word for slave 
continued to be applied to unfree people whose status later was reflected by the term serf. S-E-R-F. Okay, slave trade. Demand for the, from the Islamic world dominated the slave trade in medieval Europe. Sorry, let me read that again. Demand from the Islamic world dominated the slave trade in medieval Europe. For most of that time, however, sale of Christian slaves to non-Christians was banned. Okay, I'm reading this from Wikipedia, and it says right here, citation needed. <laughs> so I'm going to do Wikipedia, and then I'm going to do some other, other things. Okay. In the Pactum Lotari of... 840 between Venice and the Carolingian Empire. Venice promised, this is Venice, Italy, Venice. Venice promised not to buy Christian slaves in the empire and not to sell Christian slaves to Muslims. Christian slaves. So this was before Christianity was popular. The church prohibited the export of Christian slaves to non-Christian lands. For example, in the Council of Coblenz in 922, the Council of London in 1102, and the Council of Armagh in 1171. As a result, most Christian slave merchants focused on moving them from non-Christian areas to Muslim Spain, North Africa, and the Middle East, and most non-Christian merchants, although not bound by the church's rules, focused on Muslim markets as well. Arabic silver dirhams, presumably exchanged for slaves, are plentiful in Eastern Europe and Southern Sweden, indicating trade routes from Slavic to Muslim territory. Did you hear that? So basically, from Sweden, Europe to the Muslim territories, they were selling slaves okay who was the church the pope so basically this right here is Cain and Abel citizen Cain this right here is the story of Joseph his brother selling him off this is basically what actually went down basically the pope the Roman Empire okay after that fell the Vatican was set up in, in the year 320 something 324 or something like that. Anyways, so basically, Roma went from Roma to Amor, the church, the love of God. The love meaning Jove, Jupiter. Nothing has changed. So, they are selling and buying and trading slaves. Who are the slaves? Basically, the indigenous people. Whoever these Catholic, Jesuit, Crusade, Knights, whatever motherfuckers go and conquered in the name of their God, basically went and sold the slaves. This is basically the, the movie Apocalypto. This is basically it. One group of people decided, Oh, Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church. That is the verse... That the whole Vatican is basing for, for the Pope apparently to be the, the vicar of God on earth. Meaning the Pope is the Godfather. Meaning 
the Pope is divinely picked by God, by Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, they come down through Peter's lines. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. Okay, And to do what? To do this. They are still doing the same business. Look at all the stories coming out now of the indigenous children of, of America, the, the Native American children, how they were sent into these boarding schools. What boarding schools? The fucking Catholic Jesuit boarding schools. To do what? To brainwash them. Nothing has changed, man. <laughs> Nothing has fucking changed. And then I was re-watching... I was just re-watching the movie Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, directed by Andy Serkis. Um, I was just watching it, and I was like, basically, they're just doing the same thing, man. They just keep playing, repeating the same stories, and that is how they keep the stereotypes keep alive. All this racism and all this bullshit is just their way of subconsciously dividing us subconsciously they are already with these stories the whole fucking bible they are subconsciously from when you're a fucking kid they are subconsciously placing these images and ideas and whatever and they're literally just subconsciously keeping the same story going check this out Italian merchants. By the reign of Pope Zachary, Venice had established a thriving slave trade, buying in Italy, among other places, and selling to the Moors in northern Africa. Look up who the Moors are. Zacharias himself reportedly, reportedly forbade such traffic out of Rome. And remember when I had said, uh, has there ever been a pope other than white? Yes, there has. There have been three black popes. Look up the history of the Moors. The Moors fucked the shit out of the Italians. Even Quentin Tarantino, who wrote the script for the movie True Romance, directed by Tony Scott, the brother of Ridley Scott. Terrence... No, sorry, not Terrence McKenna. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino... He tells you um, why. He tells you why the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Italian went to dark-haired, dark-skinned Italian because the Moors out of Africa came and fucked the shit out of them. Okay. When the sale of Christians to Muslims was banned, Pactum Lothari. The Venetians began to sell Slavs and other Eastern European non-Christian slaves in greater numbers. Okay, and now everyone in America is going, why the fuck is Biden sending all this money to Ukraine when they have no money at home to cover their own ass? What the fuck is going on? Do you see what's going on, my friends? This, this story is ancient. It's the same fucking story that the motherfuckers on top use. <laughs> and they say what is history and what is mythology. That's all. <laughs> it's the same fucking story, man. They're buying slaves. 
refugees, whatever the fuck you want to call them, man. It's the same fucking business, man. Caravans of slaves traveled from Eastern Europe through Alpine passes in Austria to reach Venice. I mean, if you if you go rewatch the movie The Hunchback of Notre Dame, of Notre Dame, that's I mean like <laughs> my goodness, man! It's the indigenous people of a location being brainwashed with with the stories in the Bible, which are basically stories that the Jesuit priests went around collecting from all over the world anyways, so it's a fucking plagiarized book to begin with. All they have done is taken all these things that are similar, and boom, they have locked down the story into just a certain direction so that all money flows to where? The church. Rome. They have basically systematized the whole fucking show. It's a show on the road. Go look up the world map of how many countries the Roman Catholic Church is in present in in right now in present day. Go look up. Go look it up. It's the biggest fucking map. It's the biggest empire. Nothing has changed. We are all Romans. Okay. A record of tolls paid in Raffelstetten near St. Florian on the Danube describes such merchants. Some are Slavic themselves from Bohemia and the Kievan Rus. Look at this. Kievan Rus is Ukraine. They had come from Kiev through... Okay, how do you say this? Premizil? Oh, no. Premizil. Krakow, Prague, and Bohemia. I've been to Prague. The same record, Prague, Brussels, right? The same record values female slaves at a tremissa, about 1.5 grams of gold or roughly one-third of a dinar. Look at this. Look at this shit. Even just today, I was listening to one of the Jordan Maxwell thingies, and even he said they preferred, obviously, to... This, this, it's, it, <clears throat> this whole thing is in the Bible, too. They kill off the men and take the women as their slaves. And male slaves, who were more numerous, at a saiga, which is much less. Eunuchs were especially valuable, and, and castration houses arose in Venice as well as other prominent slave markets to meet this demand. Did you hear that? Venice, Italy used to have castration houses for these slave markets. You see, we are nothing but livestock. We are nothing but livestock to these people. Venice was far from the only slave trading hub in Italy. Southern Italy boasted slaves from distant regions including Greece, Bulgaria, Armenia, and Slavic regions. Look at this. Armenia was one of the first nations to convert to Catholicism. Before that was who? It was Rome. Rome was the first, well, the, the biggest one 
at the time at least, who, what, converted to Christianity? During the 9th and 10th centuries, Amalfi was a major exporter of slaves to North Africa. Genoa, along with Venice, dominated the trade in the eastern Mediterranean beginning in the 12th century and in the Black Sea beginning in the, in the 13th century. They sold both Baltic and Slavic slaves as well as Armenians, Circassians, Georgians, Turks, and other ethnic groups of the Black Sea and Caucasus to the Muslim nations of the Middle East. I mean, my goodness, just reading this, there you go. That's the history of the Vatican right there. You go look up these European countries before they became, before Catholicism raped them, they were all, every, we were all pagans and heathens and indigenous and it was all just nature Nature worship, shamanism, sun worship. It's like the, the, the symbols are universal. Except Catholicism came along. Which is basically the Pope acting as Caesar. Just in a different costume. Looking less, less like an emperor. More like a, I don't know. Okay, this, it's, just, it's just a costume. They basically figured out a more peaceful efficient way to do this well i mean it's not really peaceful but they just they just perfected the art of efficiency of take of the movie apocalypto basically that is all that's going on the roman catholic church goes around the world and and then bringing back not just the Roman Catholic I mean religion basically is used now as a way to harness the mind of people you don't need to physically do shit anymore you, as long as you can just get that fucking hoop around their mind that's it how do you do that with stories stories sounds and images it's a, it's a magic trick you just have to trick them long enough, and then you milk them. Once they're in the system, that's it. You just milk them. <laughs> Cities are basically giant lights for us dumbass moths to come. Uh, I mean, if you just go look up night fishing. Just go look up night fishing. All you need is a light source, and all these dummies will come towards the light, and then the... And then what? Jesus said, I will make you fisher, fishers of men. <laughs> you, you go out to the indigenous motherfuckers. You grab their attention somehow with lights, sounds, whatever. And then once they're there, boom, you grab them. Now, how do you do this mentally without uh, physical force? I mean, physical force is always there. But I'm just saying... How would you do it mentally? How would you do it? Just think about it. What does the word culture mean? The word culture. 
Where does that come from? How do you grow a culture? <coughs> How do you do it, man? Okay. Genoa primarily managed the slave trade from Crimea to Mamluk, Egypt. Do you hear this? Hear, do you hear this shit? Crimea that the Rus- that Russia just annexed. Crimea to Mamluk, Egypt. Egypt, Mamluk. Let me see what Mamluk means. Do you guys know what Mamluk means? <laughs> Mamluk. Mamluk also okay slave tra- slave soldier, a member of one of the armies of slaves established during the Abbasid era, that later won political control of several Muslim states. Under the Abuyid Sultanate, Sultanate, Mamluk generals used their power to establish a dynasty. That ruled Egypt and Syria from 1250 to 1517. This is from Britannica. Okay. Okay. Anyways. <coughs> Mamluk, Egypt. Until the 13th century when increasing Venetian control over the eastern Mediterranean allowed Venice to dominate that market. Between 1414 and 1423 alone, at least 10,000 slaves were sold in Venice. Check this one out. Jewish merchants. (laughs) Records of long-distance Jewish slave merchants date at least as far back as 492, when Pope Galatius permitted Jews to import non-Christian slaves into Italy at the request of a Jewish friend from Telesina Valley. Interesting. Sina means China. Telesina Valley. I gotta look that up. By the turn of the 6th to the 7th century, Jews had become the chief slave traders in Italy and were active in Gallic territories. Gallic isn't what does Gallic mean? Gallic is Gaul, France. Okay, gotcha. Okay, even France was. Uh, this is what I'm saying. All these European countries right now that are, you know, that that you know that have a history of colonialism. I mean, just go look up their history. They got colonized by Rome. Okay, and then they went and started to colonize other people, just like Rome. And now, um, America is basically Rome that is, is, that's what I'm saying, it's the same story, just got transferred over, over here, and then I'm sure it's going to, it's the this the movie Snowpiercer, man. Anyways, by the turn of the sixth to seventh century, Jews had become the chief slave traders in Italy and were active in Gallic territories. P- Pope Gregory the Great issued a ban on Jews possessing Christian slaves, lest 
the slaves convert to Jude to Judaism. So how the fuck would Christian slaves convert to Judaism if Christianity is apparently the end point of Judaism? Are they talking about Nestorian Christians? If that's the case, Nestorian Christians <coughs> come from China. This is what I'm saying. This Telesina Valley. Sina means China. So this is what I'm saying. Like, there's a whole part of our history that just seems to be just, that just seems to have vanished or is just being hidden. Pope Gregory the Great, Alexander the Great, you see, nothing has changed. They just taken, it's just, my God, man, fucking, it's just stories they have taken and basically symbolized it. Okay, they give you, they, they symbolize it into a story and give you a story, but what that... But they are doing what they say these gods did. They are playing out what these gods did in the stories in real life. Don't you get it? That's why your life feels like it's a fucking simulation. Because there are actual people out there who think they are divinely picked by God himself. To basically use this world and humans as just a chess game. What these people need is basically some time alone with nature. <laughs> Not locked up away in some high tower where... No, they have to be reminded that they all come from nature. That we all come from nature. And that <laughs> these crazy stories and ideas you have in your minds that you are basically acting out, playing out with real human lives because of some stories. This is, this is what we're at, man. This is what we're doing. We're a bunch of dumb monkeys literally doing monkey see, monkey do. Literally taking these mythologies, stories, and we are literally, literally playing them out, acting them out. <laughs> you tell me, man. That's 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 just monkey see, monkey do. By the ninth and tenth centuries, Jewish merchants, sometimes called Radhanites, were a major force in the slave trade continent wide. Wait, what? Radhanites sounds. Holy shit. This is what I'm saying, man. You just follow your questions and you'll be surprised where they lead you, man. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to do something on Rather Nights later. Okay. Jews were one of the few groups who could move and trade between the Christian and Islamic worlds. Interesting. Ibn Kordad Kordabia. Okay. Kordadbe, Ibn Kordadbe, observed and recorded roots of Jewish merchants in his book of roads and kingdoms from the south of France to Spain. K. 
carrying amongst other things female, <clears throat> female slaves, eunuchs, and young slave boys. He also notes Jews purchasing Slavic slaves in Prague. Yeah, think of the movie Gladiator. Letters of Agobard, Archbishop of Lyon, 1816-1840, Acts of the Emperor Louis the Pious, and the 75th Canon of the Council of Millau, Paris of 845, confirms the existence of a route used by Jewish tra traders with Slavic slaves through the Alps to Lyon, to southern France, to Spain. You know the story Little Red Riding Hood? All these animals and all these stories are basically just, think of, just, yeah, you just have to pick the right animal for the right group of people, and then all these stories make sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, toll records from Wallenstad in 842 to 843 indicate another trade route through where? Switzerland. <laughs> The September, the September timer and Splugen passes to Venice, and from there to North Africa. Remember that scene from Three Hundred, where the Hunchback betrayed King Leonidas and Sparta, and told the the enemy about the back passage. <laughs> you see where this whole symbol, like this whole motif everything the back passage <laughs> the hidden back passage yeah <laughs> okay so yeah it's always the traitor <laughs> it's always the traitor with the hidden back passage okay as german rulers of saxon dynasties took over the enslavement and slave trade of slavs in the 10th century Go look up what Slavs mean. S-L-A-V-S. That's where we also get the word slaves from. But anyways, go look up what Slavs mean. Means. <clears throat> In the 10th century, Jewish merchants bought slaves at the Elbe, sending caravans into the Valley of the Rhine. Okay, uh, just another thing I wanted to mention with the whole uh, Switzerland thing. The flag of Switzerland is a red flag with a white cross in the middle right it's a but it's not a it's just a square cross okay so that's this uh, that's the, the the sign it's basically a plus sign okay that's the flag of Switzerland okay then you go look up a swastika okay then you go look up the the movie the Godfather the poster the the plus sign on top. Go look it up. Then then you go look up uh, the Swiss Guard is the private soldiers. It's the private army of bodyguards for the Pope. Given to the Pope by the Swiss. Swiss. Go look up where Switzerland is on a on a map. Google Earth. Switzerland is right behind. Uh, Italy. It's the mountains right behind Italy. 
Switzerland was always what neutral. It was it's the best banks, okay, because they're neutral. Follow the money. <laughs> Chris Tucker. I'm just saying, it's <laughs> it's just if if okay. Anyways, as German rulers of Saxon dynasty, okay, of Saxon dynasties took over the enslavement, the slave trade. Of Slavs in the 10th century, Jewish merchants bought slaves at the Elbe, sending caravans into the valley of the Rhine. Many of these slaves were taken to Verdun, whose location is disputed, though most read it as Verdun on the Meuse, with some scholars seeing Verdun sur le Dobes as a better candidate which had close trade relations with Spain. Many would be castrated and sold as eunuchs as well. Do you know why they would castrate and make eunuchs out of men? <laughs> because it's all about preserving the royal family line. Why is that so important? Huh? The New Testament begins with the lineage of Jesus, Jesus to, to make sure that he came from the right line. Why do you think this whole thing is so important with line? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> if you now go look up, go look up um, horse trading. And go see why these motherfuckers are so concerned with the lineage of the horse. <laughs> go look it up, motherfucker. Okay, Iberia. A ready market, especially for men of fighting age, age could be found in Umayyad Spain with its need for supplies of new Mamluks. Al-Hakam was the first monarch of this family who surrounded this throne with a certain splendor and magnificence. He increased the numbers of Mamluks, slave soldiers, until they amounted to 5,000 horse and 1,000 foot. What does that even mean? 5,000 horse and 1,000 foot. He increased the number of his slaves eunuchs and servants, had a bodyguard of cavalry always stationed at the gate of his palace and surrounded his person with a guard of Mamluks. These Mamluks were called Al-Laraz, the guard, owing to their all being Christians or for foreigners. They occupied two large barracks with stables for their horses. I'm just telling you, man, it, the more and more I dig into this shit, the more and more the story, the mainstream story we're being given sounds like, uh, sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a fucking Sunday school fairy tale <laughs> because we're all jackasses. In the movie Pinocchio that got tricked <laughs> into going to Pleasure Island, which is which are basically cities. 
We're the zombies, man. They're just fucking giving it to us, man. I am legend, man. <laughs> We're the zombies, stupid. Us dummies who came to the cities, right? Attracted by the big lights, us dummy moths flew to the cities. And guess what they're doing to all of us, man? They're milking the shit out of us. <laughs> they are milking the shit out of us. And basically, we are their means of money so that the fuckers on top can have their little chess game in real life on this planet using real humans. That's what's going on, man. At least that's what it feels like is going on. The news to them is like... <laughs> is like a reality TV show. Like legit reality TV. <laughs> to them, the news is a TV show that they are creating. <laughs> using real people. My goodness, man. If that is what is going on, then I will... I tip you my hat, sir. <laughs> you have outdone all of us. The Wizard of Oz <laughs> has outplayed all of us. I tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> Alright. According to Roger Collins, although the role of the Vikings in the slave trade in Iberia remains largely hypothetical, Hypothetical, their depredations are clearly recorded. This brings to me to my mind the movie, the new King Arthur movie by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, that's what it brings to my mind. Raids on Al Andalus by Vikings are reported in the years 844, 859, 966, and 971, conforming to the general pattern of such activity con concentrating in the mid-9th and late 10th centuries. Muslim Spain imported an enormous number of slaves as well as serving as a staging point for Muslim and Jewish merchants to market slaves to the rest of the Islamic world. During the reign of Abd ar-Rahman III, there were at first 3750, then 6087, and finally 13750 Sakaliba, or Slavic slaves, at Cordoba, capital of the Umayyad Caliphate. I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. The movie Gladiator, okay, those, those gladiators were the livestock property of that one guy who freed him in the end. <clears throat> Basically, that's the merchant. That's the merchant, okay, and the, and the gladiator is one of these slaves, okay. The investment, the livestock, the horse at the horse race, where a bunch of people... Uh, bunch of people buy, put money in on the stock, on the horse, come, making sure it comes from good stock. That's why the lineage is important. Invest their money on this investment. Livestock, horse, human, whatever you want to call it. 
I mean, Jordan Peters, I mean, not sorry, not Jordan Peters, Jordan Maxwell tells us that we, us humans, each have a value on the stock market, apparently. So I'm just saying, <laughs> it's interesting that all these things seem to start to connect <laughs> at some point if you go back far enough. Okay, and I mean you don't even have to go that far. Like this was not that long ago. <laughs> this is not even this two thousand years. Not even two thousand years. This hasn't even been two thousand years, man. That's not that long ago, man. Okay, um, Cordoba, capital of the United Caliphate, Ibn Hakal, Ibrahim Al Karawi, and Bishop Leopran of Cremona. Note that the Jewish merchants of Verdun specialized in castrating slaves to be sold as eunuch sakaliba, which were enormously popular in Muslim Spain. This brings in mind Game of Thrones. The, the, that whole army that the queen had, they were all eunuchs, remember? And then they had that whole fucking relationship with the one eunuch and that one lady... And, you know, he didn't have a dick no more, so <laughs> it's just the, it's history, man. They're, they're putting the fucking history in our TV shows, motherfucker. Our top TV shows. They're putting all the history in there, man. Vikings. <laughs> the Nordic countries called their slaves thralls. T-H-R-A-L-L-S. Thralls. There were also other terms used to describe thralls based on gender, such as ambat, ambot, and deja. Ambot is used in reference to female slaves, as is deja, like D-E-J-A, deja vu, deja. Another name is indicative of thrall status is briti. See, this is what I'm saying. These 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 Nordic languages sound a lot like Sanskrit. Interesting and Sanskrit and and anyways okay. Which has associations with food. The word can be understood to mean cook and to break bread, which would place a person with this label as the person in charge of food in some manner. There is a runic inscription that describes a man of Briti status named Tolir, who was able to marry and acted as the king's estate manager. Another name is Mus Muslegoman, Muslegoman, which would have been used for a runaway slave. Lego. From this, it can be gathered that the different names for those who were thralls indicate position and duties performed. A fundamental part of Viking activity was the sale and taking of captives. The thralls were mostly from Western Europe, among them many Franks, Anglo-Saxons, and Celts. Many Irish slaves were brought on expeditions for the colonization of Iceland. Raids on monasteries provided a source of young, educated slaves who could be sold in Venice or Byzantium 
Byzantium for high prices. Scandinavian trade centers stretched eastwards from Hedeby, Hedeby in Denmark and Birka in Sweden to Staraya Ladoga in northern Russia before the end of the 8th century. This is what I'm saying. You go back and look at some old pictures or drawings of just people. Everybody looks fucking mixed, man. I'm like, some of these, some of these pictures, this is labeled, you know, a certain group of people. And then you look at them. And then you look at their faces. And then you look at what they're wearing. And then you're like, why is this person wearing this, you know, costume? I thought these people dress more like this. So this is what I'm saying. It just feels like... <laughs> They just taken history and just mismatched all this shit so that it's like, cause back in the day, everybody was fucking everybody. <laughs> we all fucking look the same, man. You go back and look at all these old pictures, and it's like everybody looks either fucking a mix of white, black, and Asian. It's, it's just a mix of those three, man. Anyways. Um, where was I? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. The collection of slaves as a byproduct of conflict. Wow. The annals of Fulda recorded that Franks, who had been defeated by a group of Vikings in 880 CE, were taken as captives after being defeated. Viking... Groups would have political conflicts that also resulted in the taking of captives. Okay, I want to come back to this one point real quick. So, all this stuff and slavery, if you look at just slavery, think about it. Why do you need slaves? You need slaves to do work that you don't want to do, okay? Now, why... Do these people, do these slaves have to do the work for these other people? Well, because, think about it. If there was a surge in the selling of slaves, think about it. Why? What, what, what could lead to like a surge? Okay, you could say, well, expansion, colonization. You could say, why would, I'm saying, what I'm trying to get to is, during this time, think about all the shit going on during these huge volcanic <laughs> eruptions all over the world. So nothing is growing. There's no more agriculture. So all these slaves are being bought, well, I mean, you know, either for to be worked or what. We've all seen the movie Life of Pi, right? <laughs> Now, this is the brilliance of that movie. It's like they even show you. <laughs> All these animals mean different types of people. And in Life of Pi, the story was the motherfucker who survived at the end is the one who ate the rest of the fuckers, right? You go back. All of us have history of cannibalization. Now, why would we descend into that madness? Well, my friend, <laughs> see, if you take away food from the equation, 
you stop sending food in one little location and just observe what madness that town will descend into. What is going on right now? <laughs> There's a bunch of food shortages coming. <laughs> you see, history repeats itself because that's the way <laughs> they want it to go. They want this show to go a certain way because it's basically saying the same story. And who wants to keep playing the same story? Well, it's the fuckers on the top who benefit from the rest of us who obviously will keep playing the same stories for us so that, like, legit, subconsciously, they have us by the balls. They have cucked us from birth. Before you were born, I knew you in your mother's womb, said the doctor. <laughs> because we are all livestock, and we have to pay back... <laughs> Our investment, right? Somebody invested in us. <laughs> and we have to, you know, you have to milk the cow, the whole cow, <laughs> before you kill it off, right? Nothing goes to waste, man. <laughs> Nothing goes to waste, man. Go watch the movie Snowpiercer. Go see what they make the food out of. They feed us. <laughs> What did they say? Apparently, there's a saying in Germany, they say, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> we are so mentally cucked to believe that ignorance is bliss. My goodness, man. This is why nobody wants to wake up, because what do they say? You can't handle the truth. Well, you're not supposed to handle the truth because you can't handle truth. All you can do is observe it. You can't touch truth. You can't smell truth. You can't taste it. You can't wrestle with it. All you can do is observe truth. You have to observe it with your eyes closed. If you don't understand that, well, then you don't get it then. <laughs> Hence, this show on the outside. <laughs> All the stuff we don't want to deal with on the inside, we project it outwards on the outside <laughs> and play it out on the outside outside that's basically <laughs> what we're doing everything on the inside we project outwards and then we cause karma okay where was I Viking okay this traffic continued into the ninth century as Scandinavians founded more trade centers at Kalpang in southwestern Norway, Kalpang, Kalpang, I don't know, and Novgorod, farther south than Staraya Ladoga and Kiev. Far Kiev is Ukraine, basically. 
farther still and closer to Byzantium. Dublin and other northwestern European Viking settlements were established as gateways through which captives were traded northwards. Thralls, which means slaves, could be bought. That is so... Okay. Thralls could be bought and sold at slave markets. That is so enthralling. An account from the Laxdoela saga spoke of how during the 10th century there would be a meeting of kings every third year on the Prano Islands where negotiations and trades for slaves would take place. Though slaves could be bought and sold, it was more common to sell captives from other nations. Yeah, the movie Apocalypto. The 10th century Persian traveler Ibn Rostah described how Swedish Vikings, the Varangians or Rus, terrorized and enslaved the Slavs taken in their raids along the Volga River. Slaves were often sold south to Byzantine or Muslim buyers via paths such as the Volga trade route. Ahmad ibn Fadlan of Baghdad provides an account of the other end of this trade route, namely of Volga Vikings selling Slavic slaves to Middle Eastern merchants. Slavic slaves. Finland proved another source for Viking slave raids. Slaves from Finland or Baltic states were traded as far as, as Central Asia. Slaves from Finland or Baltic states were traded as far as Central Asia. All those mummies they found with blonde hair and red hair in the middle of China or the, you know, yeah, the, the Silk Road, man. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We all fucked each other. We all fucked the shit out of each other. Captives may have been traded far within the Viking trade network, and within that network it was possible to be sold again. In the life of St. Finden, the Irishman was bought and sold three times after being taken captive by a Viking group. I do really feel bad for redheads being called soulless and all this stuff. I, I, I don't understand why they'd be called soulless. Like, I don't understand that, but like, this is what I'm saying. This is how basic we were, man. We were judging each other based on the color of our skin, the color of our hair, the color of our eyes. We all bleed red. <laughs> we all come white. Like, <laughs> we all shit brown. Like, <laughs> like, we, you are the heartbeat of a universe packaged in, in that heart of yours. You are holding the heartbeat of the universe in your heartbeat, which is expressing itself in all different kinds of ways. You have no idea. You're a fucking song beating in... You are the universe's music beating inside your heart. And we decided, no! <laughs> you... Because you're this color and whatnot, you are this person, this is your character. You, this is what I'm saying, 
Don't you get tired of the fucking stereotypes? Don't you get even tired of playing the same fucking characters? Like, god damn. <laughs> we are basic as fuck dumb monkeys, man. We haven't learned jack shit. They are basically forcing us to do the same shit all over again. And we're just drinking it up. We are fucking drinking it up. We are drinking up all the Kool-Aid. And then they're going to tell us, now go jump in the, into that volcano, bitch. And we're going to go, yeah, woo! <laughs> Jesus is going to save me, yay! It's like, how did one group of monkeys <laughs> get this whole other group of monkeys to go along with their story? How? How? I mean, it's even in the book itself, it says, be careful, the, the devil, even the devil came, can come as an angel of light. It's like, God damn, man, they got the whole thing so twisted. Okay. Mongols. The Mongol invasions and conquests in the 13th century added a new force in the slave trade. The Mongols enslaved skilled individuals, women and children, and marched them to Karakoram, to Sarai, whence they were sold throughout Eurasia. Go look up where Karakoram is. Go look up where this city, Sarai, is. What was Abraham's wife's name before it got changed into Sarah? Hmm? Many of these slaves were shipped to the slave market in Novgorod. See, this is what I'm saying. I would love... Fuck it. I'm, I'll, I'll make it. I would love to see a TV show, a documentary, a movie on Venice, Italy during this time. During this expansion of slave trade. And if, and if you go look into the history of of Italy and, and, and Rome and Venice and the slave trade, you will see a correlation with the volcan the volcanic eruptions at the same around the same time. This is what I'm saying. Go look it up. This is what I'm saying. I would love fuck it, I'll make it, I'll write it, I'll make it. But I'm just saying, if somebody else beats me to it, I would love to see some motherfucker do a good, honest, unbiased take on this whole thing that is common to all humanity we all fucked each other and this is what i'm saying until and unless we ad even admit this history even face up to it even own up to it i mean look at look at this shit we still there are countries that still have not apologized there are still pow's prisoners of war in america the native americans I mean, we are seeing this story unfold in front of our eyes right now. History being fucking tied right to the present moment because nothing has changed. Because they got us by the balls by these same stories. And they say only these characters can play these characters. That's it. Nothing has changed. Nothing has fucking changed. Genoese and Venetian 
Venetians merchants in Crimea were involved in the slave trade with the Golden Horde. There's Crimea again. In 1441, Hachi Igure declared independence from the Golden Horde and established the Crimean Khanate. For a long time, until the early 18th century, the Khanate maintained a massive slave trade with the Ottoman Empire and the Middle East. In a process called the harvesting of the steppe, they enslaved many Slavic peasants. I have a feeling this harvesting of the steppe phrase correlates with the hammer and sickle symbol, communism. Great Britain and Ireland. In medieval Ireland, as a commonly traded commodity, slaves could, like cattle, become a form of internal or trans-border currency. Did you hear that? Slaves could, like cattle. The word slaves basically means humans. Humans could, like cattle. Cattle is basically cows. Okay? Nothing changes just by calling a human a slave. Nothing like nothing changes, man. They've just they just changed the word. It's still still the same human. In medieval Ireland, as a commonly traded commodity, humans could, like cattle, become a form form of internal or transporter currency, money. They were trading humans. In 1102, the Council of London, convened by Anselm of Canterbury, obtained a resolution against the slave trade in England, which was aimed mainly at the sale of English slaves to the Irish. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. This is what I say, man. They don't teach you history for a reason. Christians holding Muslim slaves. Oh boy. Although the primary flow of slaves was toward Muslim countries, as evident in the history of slavery in the Muslim world, Christians did acquire Muslim slaves. In southern France in the 13th century, the enslavement of Muslim captive captives was still fairly common. There are records, for example, of Saracen slave girls sold in Marseille in 1248, a date which coincided with the fall of Seville and its surrounding area to raiding Christian crusaders, an, at, an event during which a larger number of Muslim women from this area were enslaved as war booty. <laughs> as it has been recorded in some Arabic poetry, no, notably by the poet Al-Rundi, who was contemporary to the events. Additionally, the possession of slaves was legal in 13th century Italy. Many Christians held Muslim slaves throughout the country. These Saracen slaves were often captured by pirates and brought to Italy from North Africa or Spain. Now just think about it. All the slavery stuff, and then not think about pornography. Where do you think pornography came from? Where do you think... <laughs> brothels came from where do you think all these uh, sexual images outside of these temples where do you think this all this stuff came from they were they were literally raping slave girls 
And 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 remember it said women and children? Yeah, I mean I kid you not. If you look it up, I mean I'm just warning you, but do it in your own own free will. But I'm just saying, you go look up how young these girls these girls are being slave sold into slavery. You, that's what I'm saying. Like, what what humans, man? <laughs> what humans, man? Human is just a word, man. <laughs> Human is just a word they made up. They say God made man in His image. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. And no God made no dumb human in God's image, man. It's all bullshit, man. Cause no human. Would do the things we have done in history, man. <laughs> if, <laughs> if that's what you call a human, then sorry, man. Uh, your your dictionary is is broken. <laughs> go go burn that useless book. That if 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 human man, we're animals, man. We're fucking animals, dude. What human? Show me a human, man. What humans? We're fucking animals. We're worse than the animals, man. That's the that's the fucking problem of humans. <coughs> We're worse than the animals, man. <laughs> animals deserve to go to heaven, man, compared to us humans. <laughs> Your dog <laughs> Will be first in line to heaven than your dumbass, man. Humans. Fucking A, man. We're still doing all this shit. We're still doing all this shit, man. Nothing has fucking changed. Additionally, the possession of slaves was legal in 13th century Italy. Many Christians held Muslim slaves throughout the country... These Saracen slaves were often captured by pirates and brought to Italy from North Africa or Spain. <clears throat> During the 13th century, most of the slaves in the Italian trade city of Genoa were of Muslim origin. These Muslim slaves were owned by royalty, military orders or groups, independent entities, and the church itself. And the church itself. Church, the word church comes from the word circus. Why did they ban animals in circuses now, huh? Because of all these animal cruelty motherfuckers bitching about it, right? <laughs> I mean, go watch American Horror Show, the, the one, the circus one. Man, <laughs> it's a fucking full-on production. Some of these churches, man... But the sound system, the sound system is important. Why do you think the sound system is important? Because they know sound is consciousness. You take away music from religion, what the fuck are you gonna li- you gonna go listen to the preacher for two, three, four hours? Take the music away, take the people, the community, the fellowship away. What the fuck are you gonna do, <laughs> huh? What the fuck is church? Without the lights, music, fireworks. It's a fucking show, man. My church is bigger than yours. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) It's a horse race. 
It's a stadium. The Circus Maximus was a fucking stadium for horse chariot races. Jesus, H. Christ, is a horse. Was a horse. You guys are fucking worshipping a horse. <laughs> oh my god. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> you guys are at a horse race. Betting on horses. <laughs> Jesus paid it all. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Like Jesus Christ, man. Christians also sold Muslim slaves captured in war. The Order of the Knights of Malta attacked pirates and Muslim shipping and their base became a center for slave trading, selling captured North Africans and Turks. Malta remained a slave market until well into the late 18th century. 1,000 slaves were required to man the galleys ships of the order. While they would at times seize Muslims as slaves, it was more likely that Christian armies would kill their enemies rather than take them into servitude. <clears throat> Slave trade at the close of the Middle Ages. I mean, this shit just keeps going and going, man. God damn. And then everybody's confused and why Biden is sending so much money to Ukraine right now. Like, why the fuck is America sending so much money to Ukraine? It doesn't make sense. Because America, because as Jordan Maxwell has said, America, it's not America. Biden, every time he says, these United States... He doesn't say of America. He just says, these United States. United States is a corporation that is owned by the Vatican. United States is a corporation. They don't say this. these United States of America. They're not talking about this country no more. It's a corporation. Each of these states are stocks. Are different <laughs> stocks. It's just... Scaling. It's just scaling, man. If you think you're the big fish in that pond, well, you haven't seen the ocean yet, bitch. Okay. Slave trade at the close of the Middle Ages. As more and more of Europe Christianized, meaning got mentally slave-cucked, and open hostilities between Christian and Muslim nations intensified. Large-scale large slave trade moved to more distant sources. Sending slaves to Egypt, for example, was forbidden by the papacy. The papacy means the Vatican, the Pope. In 1317, 1323, 1329, 1338, and finally 1425, as slaves sent to Egypt would often become soldiers and end up fighting their former Christian owners. So the whole, like I keep repeating, the whole fucking physical map of Israel is what connects Africa to, to the rest of the world. That is the heart valve, which the Pope controls. The 
Pope controls the flow of livestock out of Africa into Europe, into the Middle East, into Asia. This is what Christianity will end, and Islam and Judaism. They all apparently are so convinced that all their gods and saviors and messiahs are coming back to Israel, which is the gateway of Africans to the rest of the world. They are milking Africa dry. Christianity, Islam, religion are milking Africa dry. And we're saying, but you must support Israel if you're a good Christian. <laughs> Christians are the dumbest of the whole group. <laughs> They're the dumbest. That's why they get milked the most. That's why Mr. Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, I do respect him and I appreciate his stuff on mythology. But he saw this great market in Christians. Because... Christians are basically still children in Sunday school, man. And they get, obviously, they will get taken advantage of the most then, obviously. Because that's what that's how power works. Power is when you can hurt somebody else, you can take somebody else's stuff, and they, can, they can't do anything about it. That's what we call power. That's what Christianity is. That's what religion is. Tax-free, bitches. Tax-free. The religious lords own the rights to the land, which they use as their farm, pasture, whatever, for their livestock. They have just taken the whole thing of the, of the fort and just made it mental. <laughs> Man. Anyways. Look, I'm not against anybody believing whatever the fuck they want to. Look, it's your life. Do whatever you want to. But I'm just saying, the powers we call, you know, our authorities, which are apparently also um, divinely appointed, <laughs> which is written in their books, the books they approve, which was copied down from oral tradition, meaning basically they went around collect, writing down these stories that people passed on for generations just by telling each other stories. So they, these people who usually own most of the cities, they are the ones who write these books, the authorized King James Version. Then in their book it says God picked them special because they're special. And on top of that, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. So you tell me. You can love your Messiah. You can love your God. You can do all that. I'm not saying you have to take any of that away. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is. The so-called people we call our leadership, our leaders, the powers, blah, blah, blah. The story they are selling us versus what we're seeing in reality just doesn't match up. I mean, come on. I'm, I, everyone can see that, right? So then what is going on? If So then that's, that's what I'm telling you. So then 
what is going on is, as long as there are suckers, there's going to be plenty of milk, man. <laughs> there's going to be plenty of milk. Okay. It's like that one scene from Apocalypto at the, at the top of the pyramid where the king and the queen are sitting and the priest, the, the shaman is you know shaking his head and they see the eclipse and today what today's an eclipse right the 16th coming up there's a first the lunar eclipse the blood moon they know all this information so they trick these motherfuckers on the bottom of the pyramid into believing god is gonna destroy the world they're eating us up the gods are angry what do we need we need sacrifices we need beating hearts it's like and then and that in that scene there's that uh I, if I'm not mistaken, there's that, uh, sh- there's that shot of the, the the, the the king's son. Right, he's a fat little bastard, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he still like, sucking on the titty of, <laughs> of his caretaker? If I'm not mistaken, it, yeah. If that is what. <laughs> That is the symbol of royalty, of our leaders, the powers, apparently, the, the people who say, God picked me, I'm special. <laughs> that's why I get to tell you motherfuckers what to do. So that's the story they're selling us. And they're saying, and God wrote it in this book, <laughs> and nothing in this book can be changed, but, these, but the Pope and these motherfuckers change shit all the time. They change the definitions of shit all the time. So, so then you tell me, man. You tell me. You tell me, nah, man, you're the dumbass. You're the dumbass believing all the bullshit conspiracy theories. <laughs> you're the crazy motherfucker. You tell me, man. Because... Because... <laughs> uh, <laughs> from my perspective, it looks like we're getting fucked good, man. Okay. Hmm. Although the repeated bans indicate that such trades still occurred, they also indicate that it became less desirable. In the 16th century, African slaves replaced replaced almost all other ethnicities and religious enslaved groups in Europe. Why do you think? I mean, just just come on, man. Like, look at sports. Who the fuck dominates sports? Huh? All the sports were invented by who and who and who dominates all these sports now? Come on, man. Okay. I'm going to calm the fuck down. Okay. What else do I want to read from you? Well, okay, let me read this. Slavery in the Crusader states. As a result of the Crusades, thousands of Muslims and Christians were sold into slavery. So, like I said, they don't care whether you're Muslim, you're this, you're that. They don't care. What do they care in Ukraine right now? What If the refugees that are coming to the West just need to meet a certain, a certain uh, physical requirement. That's all. That's all. We just want the white ones. <laughs> we just want the ones that look the most white. That's all. The rest of you fuckers can go back to your countries or go somewhere else. They're legit sending some of them to Rwanda, Africa. <laughs> In England, they rather they 
They said, no, you guys go to here. You go to Rwanda, Africa. <laughs> like, this is what I'm saying. They don't care what type of... And most of the time, what? It's mostly women. They'll pick, pick mostly beautiful women. That's why beauty is a curse, man. <laughs> you th- oh, my goodness, man. I don't know when we're going to wake up, man. Anyways. Once sold into slavery, most were never heard from again. It's like... So many of these women, Eastern European women, are what promised all this stuff in America. Then they say, okay, and then what happens? They end up as a fucking sex slave. We've all seen the movies Taken, right? They have three fucking movies. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Okay. Once sold into slavery, most were never heard from again, so it is challenging to find evidence of specific slave experiences. Well, of course. In the Crusader Kingdom of Jerusalem, founded in 1099, at most 120,000 Franks ruled over 350,000 Muslims, Jews, and native Eastern Christians. Eastern Christians, whatever that means. Because... (laughs) Okay. Because Israel is in Asia. I mean, look it up. Israel is in Asia. So then, what does Eastern Christians mean? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Following the initial invasion and conquest, sometimes accompanied by massacres or expulsions of Jews and Muslims, a peaceable coexistence between followers of the three religions prevailed. The Crusader states inherited many slaves. Also, another thing I just want to point out is, even within Christianity and Islam and Judaism, it's not like these three religions are like, it's not like these three religions are concrete and like perfect. Even within these three monotheistic religions, they have thousands of other denominations, meaning different versions of it. So, it doesn't make sense to even say it like this, but to make things easy, this is what they do. To make things easy. Because the Pope is a dummy, you have to make things easy. Otherwise, they don't understand. The Crusader states inherited many slaves. To this may, to this may have been added some Muslims taken as captives of war. The kingdom's largest city, Acre, A-C-R-E, had a large slave market. How many acres of land do you have? For for what? My livestock, bitch. Keep why don't you mind your own business? For my livestock. <laughs> However, the vast majority of Muslims and Jews remained free. Hmm. The laws of Jerusalem declared that former Muslim slaves, if genuine converts to Christianity, must be freed. You see the games they play, man? Jesus Christ. In 1120, the Council of Nablus forbade sexual relations between crusaders and their female Muslim slaves. If a man raped his own slave, he would be castrated. But, he, but if he raped someone else's slave, he would be castrated and, exi- and exiled from the kingdom. But Benjamin... Z- they loved castrating men back then. Benjamin Z. Kedar argued that the canons of the Council of Nablus were enforced in the 12th century but had fallen out of use by the, by the 13th. Imagine if people still did that shit nowadays. Oh, you did what? 
I'm gonna castrate you. Boom, gone. <laughs> Dick gone. Imagine if people still did that shit though. Marwan Nader questions this and suggests that the canons may not have applied to the whole kingdom at all times. Christian law mandated Christians could not enslave other Christians. However, enslaving non-Christians was acceptable. Oh, how Christian of that. Christian law mandated Christians could not enslave other Christians. However, enslaving non-Christians was acceptable. <laughs> you see, Jesus fucking Christ is rolling over his grave right now. You see what they took, what they did, they took his, I mean, if, if, <laughs> they took natural nature worship and basically, I don't know what they, they this is what they did, this is what they did, man. <clears throat> In fact, military orders frequently enslaved Muslims and used slave labor for agricultural estates. No Christian, whether Western or Eastern, was permitted by law to be sold into slavery. No Christian, whether Western or Eastern. What does that mean? Western and Eastern? Okay, by per was permitted by law to be sold into slavery, but this fate was as common for Muslim prisoners of war as it was for Christian prisoners taken by the Muslims. In the later medieval period, some slaves were used to oar hospitaller ships. Some slaves were used to oar hospitaller hospitaller ships. Hospitaller ships. Yo. I mean, I get the whole thing of, we are all Romans, now row, slave, <laughs> row, man, Romans, slaves for rowing, oars of big-ass hospitaler ships, Romans. Generally, it was a relatively small number non-Christian slaves in medieval Europe, and this number significantly decre decreased by the end of the medieval period. The 13th century Assizes of Jerusalem, that's legit spelled A-S-S-I-Z-E-S, -S -S -E Assizes of Jerusalem, I gotta look into what that is, dealt more with fugitive slaves and the punishments ascribed to them the prohibition of slaves testifying in court and manumission of slaves, which could be accomplished, for example, through a will or by conversion to Christianity. Conversion was apparently used as an excuse to escape slavery by Muslims who would then continue to practice Islam. Crusader lords often refused to allow them to convert, and Pope Gregory the 1X, what is that, 11? Contrary to both the laws of Jerusalem and the canon laws that he himself was partially responsible for compiling, yeah, popes would write these laws, allowed for Muslim slaves to remain enslaved even if they had converted. Basically, all this, all this different religions and all this stuff doesn't mean jack shit. At the end, it just, what the, what the lord or the owner of the slave says goes, it doesn't matter. What you are, shit. Oh, what savior? Nobody. If you're a slave, no savior has come to slave you, bitch. You need a religion because you are a slave. So that you can cope mentally. That's all. Religion 
is there so that slaves could cope mentally by saying a fucking story in their heads of a messiah that would come and fucking save their ass. Who was what? Moses. We are basically going through the same bullshit right now. All these dummies waiting for a savior to come and rescue them. <laughs> I get it. Who's going to come, man? Who wants a savior to come and rescue them? Only slaves do. We know where... We, subconsciously, we feel like slaves. I mean, in the Bible, they say you're a servant of God. You're a slave of God, of Christ. Submit yourself. Yoke yourself. It's like, come on, man. They are mentally, subconsciously cucking us, enslaving us. Jesus, was, Jesus H. Christ was a horse, boxer from the animal farm. I will work the hardest. Of course. It's the Christians who work the hardest. And then after a while, they've had enough and they turn into the villains. Because <laughs> you cannot split your psyche, stupid. You're both. You're all of it. You're the good, the bad, and the ugly. All of it. <laughs> they just fractured the psyche, the human psyche, into these different religions, when all this shit comes from the same God, the same source, it's your own fucking heartbeat. God knocking on the door of your heart, it's your fucking heartbeat, stupid. <laughs> you are the universe, you are God and him, herself, whatever, in disguise, playing hide and seek with yourself till you wake the fuck up and realize what's going on, you're like, oh... I see. <laughs> you, someone else, everybody is just a fucking refraction, reflection of the same light. We all see the light at the end of a tunnel because that's you. That's your soul, stupid. It's That's the capital S self shining in the middle of the universe. That's you. Playing this ego body, wearing this whatever body part around your heartbeat to do whatever fuck whatever the fuck except they got us by the balls they got us like they got our minds fucking hooked on this just this one story that they continue that they monitor and control and edit we have stopped becoming authors of our own destiny and we have just become just passive observers, numb zombies who are being fed, you know, the stream of consciousness that we're supposed to follow. We can't have our own ideas, thoughts. We're being, all that stuff being clockwork orange for us. So that they know what we're thinking, they know what we're doing, they, they control all of it. Subconsciously. Because they know how the mind works. It's a two-way process. It doesn't have to make sense. The news does not have to make sense. It's a two-way process. They know that, so they will use it to their benefit. They'll just keep playing the shit they want us to hear. Why? Because they want an outcome. You do enough you do enough of these stories, you show enough of these images, boom, they create an emotional state 
of whatever. And usually it's fear. Because it's the quickest, fastest way to control motherfuckers. Sheepdogs. <laughs> Sheepdogs. I mean... What are we going to do? That's why even me, I get it. Even me sometimes. Even fucking Professor Michael Hudson. Even Jordan Maxwell. These all fuckers. They're all like, I don't know what we can do, man. <laughs> like, even Professor Michael Hudson, when was when he was asked, well, what do you think we can do? Or is there anything we can do? Do you think change will come? Do you think, like, he said, oh, maybe in another 90 years. <laughs> Like, straight up. He just went, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe in, like, another 90 years. Who knows, maybe. He's like... <laughs> Even Jordan Maxwell, he's like, nah, I don't see how it's going to be done, man. He's like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a pessimist or negative or blah, blah, blah. But he's just like, I don't know, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. We like ignorance. We like it. So, I mean, they've give, even given us a way so that we can just stay locked in our own little bubble, story, whatever. I mean, I get it. They've mentally cucked us into this fake safety illusion. Because, yeah, on the other hand, what's the other option? We look at, we turn around and look at the other option and we're like, how the fuck are we supposed to handle that? That's, that's too much, man. It's too scary. It's too scary. That's why we'd rather choose the whole bullshit. Take my, for my burden is light. And my, for my burden is, what was it? For my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Get yoked horsey. <laughs> Get yoked horsey. Well, they'll feed you every day. They'll they'll make sure you have water. <laughs> we went from fucking authors of our own destiny to Sunday school children being controlled by stories and images and music and sound. I mean, what are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? You tell me. Peace.